2016 meeting of the Alcohol License Review Committee to order. Uh, this meeting is governed by Robert's Rules of Order. All persons wishing to speak uh, to the committee uh, need to first complete a registration form, which is a white piece of paper. Uh, so I think uh, if, if, if you have not already done so and you are intending on speaking on your agenda item, please complete that and, and bring it to the clerk so that we can make sure that we... Um, we recognize you and, and when you are recognized by the chair uh, we like to try to have you keep your comments to three minutes um, so that we can be fair to everyone who's going to speak uh, if, the, if you have additional things and the committee wants to extend your time uh, we'll, we'll do that so with, um, with that uh, we have um, been notified of three absences, right? Um, Mr. Grady, Mr. Ms. Hill, and Alder Skidmore. Um, we need five to uh, start the meeting, and we have five right now. The sixth is in transit, so Alder Beter Seeloff will be joining us as we are uh, uh, we are uh, in motion. So uh, why don't we call the meeting to order and call the roll? Mr. Fletcher? Yes. Mr. Donnelly? Present. Mr. Cano Espino? Yeah. Mr. Landgraf? Present. Mr. Bavir? Here. Chair, we have quorum. Okay, thank you. The first item on the agenda is approval of minutes. Uh, we have three sets of minutes from May 17, uh, May 18, and May 24. Uh, the chair would entertain a motion to approve all three of those at the same time. Second. second. Okay, motion and a second to approve uh, the May 17th, 18th, and 24th set of minutes. Um, any member have any questions or comments on any of those? Mr. Donnelly, do you need a minute? I okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, motion and second, no comments. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, minutes are approved. Uh, do we have anyone registered for general public comment? Okay. And uh, at this point in the agenda, the committee members uh, will identify if there's any agenda item that they might have a conflict of interest with uh, to put everybody on notice that they may or may not participate in that agenda item. Do we have any disclosures or recusals? Okay. Uh, the next item on the agenda is our. Oh, I'm sorry, um, Mr. Donnelly. Uh, I want to disclose for item five. I'm on the board of directors of the Tenant Resource Center. Okay. That is so noted. Thank you. Uh, the next item on the agenda is is what we refer to as the consent agenda. For those of you that are have not been to an ALRC meeting uh, prior to the meeting. Uh, we've looked over the agenda to determine which items are non-controversial, and those are going to be approved as a single block of items. There are 19 uh, that are currently identified. I think there may be several coming off um, based on um, uh, uh, folks who have wished to speak. So if 
If you filled out one of these uh, speaker forms and it just so happened that your item was on the consent agenda, we'll identify that and well, it'll automatically be pulled from the agenda so you do have an opportunity uh, to speak. Uh, so at this point in time, I'd like to have the clerk uh, identify the items. So please um, take note of your item. If it's on this list and doesn't get pulled, it's going to get approved um, as a block um, as our next item of business. Oops. Thank you. Items three through, oh, excuse me, on the consent agenda for the meeting tonight on June 15th. Items number three through ten on the agenda are temporary Class B licenses concurrent with street use permits. Items 11 through 30 are change of agents. Items 31 through 60 are business name changes and entity reorganizations. Item 61, change of license premise to Whole Foods Market Group, Inc., doing business as Whole Foods Market at 3313 University Avenue. 63, change of license premise, the Tip Top Tap, Inc., doing business as the Tip Top Tap. Oh, I apologize. I don't hear. Excuse me while I turn on my pages here. Uh, requesting outdoor seating. Item 64 on the agenda, change of license premise, Le Pepe, Inc., doing business as Tex Tubbs Taco Palace at 2009 Atwood Avenue. 66, 21 plus entertainment license, Divine Orders Catering, LLC, doing business as Divine Orders Catering, LLC, 2122 Luan Lane. Item number 70, public hearing new license, Pizza de Roma LLC, doing business as Pizza de Roma at 313 State Street. Item 71, public hearing new license, uh, Wiki Yo LLC, doing business as Ramen Kid at 461 West Gilman Street. Item 73, public hearing new license for Bonzo LLC, doing business as Bonzo Shook at 1511 Williamson Street. There is a registered speaker. Okay, so item number 73 will come off the consent agenda. Yep, as we speak. Oh, I'm sorry, in opposition. Um, item 74, public hearing new license, Ohio Tavern, Inc., doing business as Ohio Tavern at 224 Ohio Avenue. There is a registered speaker in support. Um, oh, excuse me. They're just available to answer questions. Don't need to pull that one off. Um, item 76, public hearing new license, the Zora Shriners Ailes of Knopf, doing business as Zora Shriners at 575 Zora Shrine Place. Item 77 on the agenda, public hearing new license, KJM Bread LLC, doing business as Celiac Bakery and Bread Barn at 7866 Monroe Point Road. 78, public hearing new license, Dumpling House LLC, doing business as Dumpling House at 540 North Midville Boulevard. Item 79, public hearing new license, SSP America Inc. doing business as Ancora Coffee Roaster in two locations, Worst German Bar, Stella Bar, Goose Island Bar, Madtown Gastropub, Metcalf's, and Vintage Wine and Tapas Bar at 4000 International Lane. 
Agenda item 80, public hearing new license, Knickerbocker Restaurant, LLC, doing business as Verdant and Nico Polk at 2701 Monroe Street. Item 81, public hearing new license, Divine Orders Catering, LLC, doing business as Divine Orders Catering, 2122 Luann Lane. Item 82, public hearing new license, the Ho-Chunk Nation, doing business as Ho-Chunk Gaming, Madison, at 4002 Evan Acres Road. And the last item, 83, public hearing new license, Pace Car LLC, doing business as Mr. Bruce Tap House at 5271 High Crossing Boulevard. Okay, so that that is the uh, is the consent agenda. Uh, just want to make sure that the, the first three were some blocks of, of uh, items: three through ten, eleven through thirty, and thirty-one through sixty. Uh, we didn't read the names uh, of those because there are fifty-five of them. Uh, so if you are one of those, make sure that um, uh, that you are aware of that. Uh, are there any items that the any committee member would wish to uh, have removed? Uh, Mr. Fletcher? Um, just uh, I think based on one of the correspondences we received, item 80 on um, Knickerbocker Restaurant, I think we received a communication that might need further discussion on that, I'm assuming. Okay, item 80. And anyone else over here? Thank you, Mr. Chair. As it relates to agenda item 80, is Mr. Fletcher referring to the letter from the older person of the district? My review of the memo is that her conditions were all approved by the plan commission uh, Monday night, so I think the conditional use permit covers the issue of hours of operation and so forth. But if we want to be super safe, rather than having um, the applicant sit here, perhaps as part of the consent motion, we could just simply add a condition there, right? I could do that if you'd like me to make a motion. Why don't you do that right now? Is there any other anybody uh, else in the queue? I don't believe no? so. Okay, then I'll, I'll I'll formally move the the okay. consent motion then, which would be to grant agenda agenda items three through ten, which are temporary Class B licenses, concurrent with street use permits items eleven through thirty, change of agent items thirty one through sixty, business. Name changes in entity reorganizations, and then uh, change of license premises items 61, 63, 64. Refer to the regular meeting of our committee in July, item 66, and then grant the following new licenses item 70, 71. I'd add. The condition as part of this motion that uh, agenda item 71 meet the, must meet the condition of a restaurant under Madison General Ordinance 38.02, that's 71. For um, uh, then, move, so move to grant 71, grant 74, 76, 77, 78, 79. For agenda item 80, move to grant item 80. Perhaps we can just do it this way that the establishment must meet all conditions of the conditional use permit. Agenda item 81, move to refer uh, to the regular meeting of the committee in July, grant 82 and grant 83. Okay, uh, do we have a second? 
all the breeders you love. I would like to actually ask for exclusion of agenda item 80. Um, okay. So. All right. So we'll have uh, consent agenda item as, as identified, excluding item 80. Okay. Any further discussion on the consent agenda? So with Alder Brevere's um, comments, uh, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Oh. Sorry? I thought we did, but... <laughs> okay. So we have a motion and a second. Now let's try voting again. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Consent agenda is passed. So if your item was one of those that we dealt with, uh, the committee is, uh, your item has been approved. The committee won't take up any additional discussion of that, so you're free to leave. Thank you very much. Um, you also can stay if you like, but um, um, you're certainly not required to. Okay. Uh, so that takes us to then our first um, official item on the agenda, which is, believe it or not, item number one. Um, that is an operator license for Ann M. Anderson. Um, do we have a speaker? No. We have no one here for that. What is the committee's pleasure? Alder Revere. Thank you. I move to place on file without prejudice. I have a motion and a second to place item number one on follow without prejudice and further discussion. Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Item number two, operator license for Barry um, Leverick. And uh, Mr. Leverick is here. So just step up right over here and um, tell. Uh, no, right there. Oops. There we go. Now, uh, you had submitted an application, um, and the committee has a series of um, criteria that the police department uses to uh, move applications forward. Uh, yours got flagged, and I believe uh, all our, our attorneys over here are going to talk about them. Okay. So we'll tell you now why your app got, got pulled. This application was separated for guideline number one related to a military court-martial, um, and there were two OWIs, one in 2009, one in 2011. Um, Captain Glady believes that the military court-martial would be a felony. However, he did not get a response back from the military prior to tonight's meeting to confirm that. Um, he suggested that the applicant be asked the details of the court martial so that the committee can attempt to determine the relevance of that to the license. Yeah. Um, I was charged with unlawful entry and indecent act in 2002, I believe it was. Or, no, I'm sorry, not uh, 2006. Um, I was out with friends one night in a dorm building and was drinking and got lost from my group. I went to the bathroom and when I came back, everybody was gone, so I tried finding them. 
Um, I knew it was on the second level, and there was a door open. I walked in, couldn't see anything but part of a leg, and I shook the leg, and some woman yelled, oh, my God, there's somebody in here with us. And I went out, like, I I got scared, and I ran away, and then the next thing I know, she's like, she called the police. She didn't want to press charges because she's like, oh, I was just scared. And then my commander was trying to make a point, and I ended up being charged with unlawful entry and, and indecent act from drinking. So the indecent act was drinking? No, it was because I touched her leg, her thigh, according to court martial records. And that was in 2006, correct? 2005, I'm sorry. And I think about the first year I was in Germany, because that's where it occurred. Oh, my apologies. Uh, Assistant City Attorney Zilli, did you have anything else? Um, what, what have you been doing since you were court-martialed? Uh, professionally? Mm-hmm. Still, I still have an honorable discharge. I served the rest of my time in the military. Um, I got out of the military. I went to school for electronics engineering. Got my degree last March. Um, I was a customer service engineer for a while at this company, and I just didn't like how they operated, and so I went back to bartending last fall. And now I'm, I've been made a bartender manager, so it's pretty important to me to get this. At what establishment? Uh, the Coliseum Bar and Banquet. Oh. Yeah. Um, and what what is a court-martial then? Is it just like a, it's a regular trial? Same, yeah, exactly. But it's just because it's through the military, it's called a court-martial. And what's your it's, penalty? Uh, my penalty was reduction from E3 to E1. I had three months hard labor and two months base confinement. My chief did, however, notice how hard of a worker I was and sent me to NASA to, for interior spatial rescue, if that's any. And you did have two OWIs within a pretty short period of time of one another. Do you have an explanation for that? Yeah, so I was, I mean, I'd just gotten out of the military. I got a divorce. I didn't have anybody telling me what to do anymore, and I was making poor decisions in my early, early 20s. I have uh, gone through all required counseling and classes for it, and I, mean, I really think I've done a lot better for myself these days. I don't have any further questions. Okay, Alder Peter Seeloff. Sorry, how long have you been working at the Coliseum Bar? Well, I worked there between 2009 and 2011, but then I turned my focus a little bit more on school. Okay. Um, I've done masonry jobs and sales jobs and uh, personal bankers since then, up until coming back, and a service engineer last last year. So when did you start back with them? Last September. Last September. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you.
Alder Revere. Thank you. I noticed your application service from last December. Yes. Uh, do you know why it took so long then for you to come before us? I actually, I, they said that they were going to send off my provisional. Um, they gave me my provisional. I got that, received that, received that in the mail, and then I told, was told that once it expired in February that I would get another one, and I just thought that I never received it in the mail. And was, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it went through. And then when I came in the other week, um, because I hadn't received an email to renew it, because I was under the understanding that that happens this month, I came in and talked to the woman downstairs, and she told me that it was under, had been in review uh, with the chief of police since they received it. But I hadn't been told or notified of that at all. So you, never, you never received any communication from the city clerk's office that your application was flagged by the police department for your record? I hadn't received well, anything. You're supposed to. So that's, I guess, apologies then that you never... You're supposed to, maybe your address have you moved since you applied perhaps? Or, well, anyway, I was just curious why there's been such a delay from you appearing today from when you applied. Uh, but you just realized that your coworkers had received the renewal and you had yes. received the renewal mm -hmm. uh, notice, I see. And then you had said that you're, um, you had completed all the requirements of your two OWI sentences. Yes, so sir. how long ago did you um, comply with the driver safety plan? Or you, your, your revocation period for your driving privileges would long be up, right? So you've had a valid license for how long? Um, actually, I've had a valid license now for, it may have just been, it was within this last year. So when I I had to have an ignition interlock device in my car, and I bought a new car while I had my car. And when uh, they went through the titling with it, they didn't take the title off of my old vehicle before they put a title on my new vehicle. So I owned two vehicles at once, and one of them did not have an ignition interlock, so they suspended my license automatically, and I wasn't even aware. I had even renewed my vehicle, <laughs> sent in for my license plate renewal, and I got pulled over one time for not using my turn signal when I was changing lanes, and he's like, you don't have a driver's license. I was like, baffled by it. But, um, yeah, I took care of that, and I had to pay another $60 registration fee or license plate renewal fee, or not license plate renewal, but driver's license renewal. The bottom line is a driver safety plan you finished a long time ago. Yes, a long time. Required meds. Yes, sir. Probably journey, mental health. Or I went through journey for my assessment, and then I went through the VA for my counseling. Okay. And you're a manager at the Coliseum now, so you need a license because yes, you're a manager. Okay. All right. Thank you. Assistant City Attorney Zoe. Um. I I am uncomfortable with not knowing, I mean, I know he said what the unlawful entry and the indecent act were, but um, given that it did involve alcohol and he's working in a bar, um, I would be more comfortable if he submitted something that provided more description of what that actually involved. Um, just I, I personally would 
want to make sure there was no sexual assault or something of that nature. Miss, if that were the case, I would have to register as a sexual sex offender. With all due respect, I'm not trying to. But no, it's um, it was an honest mistake. Okay, Alder, uh, did you have anything more you wanted to add? No. Okay. I am more than happy to get my court martial records, though, and I can make a copy of them and send you details. Alder Beater, Alder Beater, see you off. I'm going to move to Grant, and if I can get a second, I'll talk about it. Second. So I'm not sure whether this can be a condition or not, so I'm looking for all the Revere to help with this, but if you could provide um, the um, any written documentation of, um, you mentioned that you had an honorable discharge. Yes, I did. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe that and, and any information um, about the incident um, that happened, that, that would be great. So I don't know if that should be added as a condition to grant or we can so if you could provide that to the clerk's office certainly i can uh, pull you, up you go there my dd that form 1014 the separation it shows i have honorable discharge on it and then um, i can give you my sentencing and final findings of my court martial thank you alder revere thank you i was going to ask a similar question of attorney zillavi if i was curious if attorney zillavi and i know it's awkward because you're acting as a police department representative tonight as well as our legal counsel uh, doing double duty tonight but would you be comfortable uh, with an arrangement where there is a condition where the applicant submits said paperwork to the city clerk's office or would you be more comfortable with referral on the paperwork being reviewed by the committee in a month um I or if it was the when's the next council meeting uh, next it, Tuesday and this will go to that meeting will these um, if he could submit those documents actually if I could interject prior to the meeting if I could interject according to our agenda all applications on tonight's agenda are the July 5th council meeting these won't you weren't planning the clerk's office. I don't think it was going to be able to have this completed in time for the council meeting next Tuesday. So I'm I, sorry. I would be comfortable with that if the documents were submitted prior to that July 5th meeting, like not at like four o'clock on July 5th, but in time that we could review and then move That's forward. That's absolutely fine. So submit it to the office of the city clerk, but then your office would review them. Right, and, and I'll when. do it with Captain Glady. Okay, thank you. Okay, so just so you understand, there's a motion on the floor to approve your license with the condition that you bring those two documents to the clerk's office. The city attorney's office will review them, and if they are what you represented them to be then your license would your approval of the license would be on the uh, July 5th City Council meeting okay. when do you think you'd be in a position to bring the material in Friday during the day by Friday I can't bring it in tomorrow but Friday okay it'll be fine 
Okay, any further discussion? Any questions of the applicant? All right, hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, thank you very much. To who do, do I make that attention to somebody when I turn it in? Yes, that's fine. I said I'll bring it in Friday, so. Oh, wait, that's not tomorrow. No, that's a week, right? Yeah. <laughs> we got time. Okay. Thank you for your Great. time. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, that then takes us from item 2 to item 62. Quite the leap. And we do have uh, a speaker for item 62 uh, available to answer questions. Um, Trent? Uh, did you set up for item 62? Okay. Why don't you just... Hang loose. Okay, item 62, change of license premise for uh, Walmart stores. Um, and uh, Assistant City Attorney Zillowey. I'm being Captain Glady again, and um, Captain Schaff did not have any concerns with this applicant. Okay. All right, further... Questions of the committee? Would you just tell me briefly, uh, you, you were employed by Walmart? Yes. Okay, in what capacity? Uh, store manager. Store manager, okay. So we have a store manager here if anyone has a question. Mr. Fletcher, just to just to kind of confirm on, on the record that the um, uh, and to confirm this that uh, the additional space is going to have no impact whatsoever on the, the the kind of space where the alcohol is actually sold. No, we're just adding on our building. Okay, That's fair enough. Uh, Mr. Spina. Uh, move to approve. Second. Okay. Motion to approve with a second. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Opposed? Okay. Motion passes. Thank you, sir. Okay. Item number 65. We have a speaker wishing to speak. Uh, Jack. Will, Willhouse? Did I get that right? Williams. Okay. Hi, I'm Jack Williams, and uh, with uh, Christy Jenna, she and I have been operating Jenna's Cocktail Lounge on the Square for 23 years. And while filling out our liquor license forms this year, I was just reading through the other licenses and realized that to comply with the absolute letter of the law, we should probably have an entertainment license as well, because we run an open mic on Wednesday nights. We've done that since we opened on the Square in '93. Um, before there were entertainment licenses, <laughs> and you know we, we have an occasional DJ, but you, you wouldn't be able to tell walking in the bar whether it was the jukebox or the DJ any given night. Um, so that's the whole reason I'm here. I unfortunately happen to apply in a year when entertainment licenses are a bit of a lightning rod. So 
<laughs> That's all I have to say. If you have any questions, Assistant City Attorney Zoe. Um, per Captain Glady, there are no concerns from the Central Police District. Mr. Donnelly. So I just want to make completely sure you don't plan to change anything about how you've been operating. No, no, there's just no changes. Just okay. Thank you. All the review. Move to Grant. Okay. Motion to uh, Grant with a second. Any further discussion? Hearing none. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Motion is approved. Thank you. Thank you. Committee appreciates your candor. <laughs> Item 67, 21 plus entertainment license for TK Restaurant. Doing business as Tavern Akaya, and we have um, Greg Frank. Somehow I don't think I'm going to get the same reaction, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. You can try. It's a small crowd. <laughs> I, I will. So we've been open for 22 now. Uh, we started this process. Uh, that's right. <laughs> we started this process in February. We did file under current rules and policy. We've met all the requirements, and there have been no concerns from any of the um, stakeholders or, or city other than one. Um, our businesses have a stellar history in Madison. There has been talk of a possible introduction at some point in the future of a policy that we have no clue what that introduction may be or when it might happen. At this point, there's no language, no formal introduction, no referrals, and no timeline. I request our application of which you have the timeline and history starting in, I think, March is when it was filed, possibly in February. Be discussed using the current standards and not under a proposal which we know nothing officially about and which may never make it to a formal introduction or what form, if any, final language would be. I know it's confusing, but I would say let's look at our application as what policy currently is, not what it potentially could be sometime in the future. Our business is being hurt now. Um, a, a new place has opened up down the street, significantly larger, significantly more entertainment. We're asking for a very small little piece of being able to serve our customers what they have been asking for. And I'm certainly available to answer questions. Okay, why don't you... Um, let's um, you have any questions for the speaker okay why don't you have a seat and uh, if we have anything we'll we'll get back to you we have two other people who have registered both um, available to answer questions uh, in support uh, they are Tom Ray and Michael Ding mm, all the readers you love was there any feedback from Captain Glady? Uh, Captain Glady didn't state anything on behalf of the Central District. His note was, um, he said, message sent by Mark Wolf. This application falls under moratorium request by mayor. And that's all that he said. Okay. Um, can I speak to it? 
have the mic. So I am going to support this um, application. Um, I we, I think we've had now six, seven, eight meetings in which we have continuously talked about the fact that for us to be able to um, be fair and equitable in the way that we um, look at the process of granting this application. Um, we don't need to have a formal proposal, legislative proposal before us that then would go to the council about a possible moratorium or whatever the details of that may be and then apply that uniformly. And um, as the um, applicant stated, um, we don't have anything formal before us and I'm very uncomfortable with us uh, applying a, a rule when there is no rule. Um, so um, I urge um, my colleagues to also support this application. Um, I, I think that they've presented a, a good business model. It is an applicant that has a history of having um, very good establishments um, that have not had any um, issues as far as um, their ability to manage their alcohol licenses and I think small entertainment um, addition is um, it's not going to create any uh, potential risk with the with the alcohol license, uh, Mr. Spina. I just have a couple of questions for the applicant. So, in your applicant, in your letter says uh, we will have uh, DJ and live band occasionally. Uh, how many times is occasionally for you? Once or twice a week, either on Fridays or Saturdays. Every week? Pro we don't know, but probably at most it'll be maybe every week, but it might only be you know two times a month. We just want to have the flexibility to to do an event. Okay. And then you're saying that you won't hire an outside company, but you will have dedicated security personnel from your staff, so on those nights you will have extra staff? Correct. They will just come in as security yes. staff from you? Okay. So how many staff do you envision having on those nights? Three. So one, one person at the door and then to check IDs and manage the line and then two people on the floor to kind of just observe. The and on top of that, how many staff do you have in your establishment? Uh, we have three bartenders, a manager, and two servers, and they'll also all be help, you know, help with the the patrons. Okay, thank you. Uh, further questions of the applicant? Alder Rivera. Thank you. So, Mike, you recall when you were here a few months ago on this application that we had a little conversation about furniture movement tables mm -hmm. and chairs. Can you articulate for us, please, uh, how much space you would have to be utilizing for entertainment purposes generally when you do have uh, entertainment? Sure. For, I guess maybe I should have came with a diagram, but uh, for those of you who have been in the establishment before, um, there is a, a tiled, a slate tiled area towards the front of the restaurant, and usually that's where we set up the set up the, a, like a DJ table. Um, well, that's where we envision we do that. And 
So that would probably involve moving, you know, eight tables to provide, you know, space for the DJ to operate and put their records. Um, so that would be the maximum area that we would potentially clear. And you, you would never be more than that? No. And, and the large tables you would never move, most likely? The large tables can, they're too large. They, they cannot be removed out of the space. They're permanent fixtures, pretty much. And there are some large tables, though, in the space that you described, correct? Yeah, the large picnic table, like picnic-looking tables that are in the front on wheels. Those would never move? Correct. Okay. And then you recall that we had, uh, when we previously uh, considered this application, there was a motion that was defeated to approve with several conditions. Mm -hmm. Can I just review some of the conditions and make sure that you have no objection to them? Sure. And perhaps you'll be successful tonight All right. on your fourth uh, attempt here. Uh, the first one was that you meet the definition of a restaurant under our ordinance. The second was that food must be available at all times that the entertainment license is utilized. Um, further, I think we had suggested that entertainment would be limited to twice per week. Yep. And then the last one that I, um, I think I offered at the time a couple months ago was that no one under 21 shall be allowed on the premises after 10 p.m. when the entertainment license, well, the entertainment license is being utilized. Yes, I agree to all those conditions. Okay, thank you. I have no further questions, Mr. Chair. Mr. Donnelly, did you? Uh, I think one of those, I think it wasn't a condition of only being twice a week. It was that it would be limited to weekend nights. Does, is that, does that jive with your memory, Alder Revere? It's fine with me. I didn't. Do you have an opinion either way on that? that that's fine. That, that would be the. I mean, that's what you were that planning to do anyway. Want to do so. anyway. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Alder Peter Seeloff, and then back to Alder Revere. I'll, I'll make a motion to grant with the conditions um, that Alder Revere can read back to all of us with the change of the two nights to weekend nights. Second. Okay, motion is second. Uh, Alder Revere, you want to um, repeat? Give us, sure. Give us the so conditions again. The entertainment license would be conditioned on. The following four items. First, that the establishment must meet the definition of a restaurant under Madison General Ordinance, Section 38.02. Second, that food must be available at all times. The entertainment license is utilized. Three, that entertainment is limited to weekend, weekend uh, nights only. I should just say weekends only, perhaps. And, well, I guess weekend nights because you want Friday and Saturday. Nights, correct. So weekend. Okay, so Friday and Saturday <laughs> evenings, and then lastly, no one under the age of 21 shall be uh, allowed on premises after 10 p.m. when the entertainment license is being utilized. Okay, thank you. And you're comfortable with all of those? Yes. Okay. Mr. Donnelly. Um, so. 
I don't have a question. I want to speak to the motion. Okay. I don't think we have any other questions. Would you have a seat? Thank you. Thanks. So, first of all, I certainly don't have any concerns about this business. Um, and I was, per I was particularly impressed with how well the applicant knew the security plan and clearly is on top of running the business. We don't usually have that level of attention to detail. Um, in the past, I opposed this because I do support the mayor's idea of a moratorium and figuring things out. However, I agree with Alder Peter Silas, and I'm going to be supporting this because we haven't seen enough action. And if it's unfair to applicants not to consider their applications. Do you want to make one point, though? Uh, I disagree with the first speaker. The business isn't being hurt by not having this. Uh, it might be helped by having it. We might hurt a business by taking something away from them, but failing to give somebody a license isn't uh, us harming an applicant. Okay. Uh, any further discussion of the committee or further questions of the applicant? Uh, do we have a motion? We, that's right, we do have a motion in a second. Okay, sorry about that. Hearing no further discussion, all those in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, and that does include all the Revere's four uh, conditions, and we will articulate Friday and Saturday night as the two, um, uh, the two entertainment uh, evenings. Okay, so item number 68. Oh, I'm sorry? I asked whether the body would be okay with moving item 80 up next because this, the um, applicant um, is the same, then the agent is the same, and it would be great to let that person go. And I don't, it was the one that I pulled because I had some quick comments to make. Okay. Any objection? Okay. At a meeting. Uh, and do we have anyone registered to speak on that? Okay, and you had a question? Thank you, Mr. Frank. Um, so you, you stated very clearly that you had no plans for entertainment is what I um, read um, from um, Alder Eskridge's letter to us and what was shared at the neighborhood meeting that you had. Is that correct? Correct. Um, not, and, and I want to just be clear because I've had some contacts from some of the constituents that, that live um, in other Eskridge districts since we, um, we live right next to um, each other's um, areas, that it, you mean entertainment neither inside nor outside? Correct. That you don't have a plan to do any of those? No, it's okay. not that type of a restaurant. Great. I just wanted to make sure that you were on record saying that because that was a concern that was raised by some of that. We guarantee we will not come back in six months and ask for something like that. You know, this is all recorded, right? <laughs> <laughs> and on TV, it's great. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. That that was all my... Um, and and um, I guess I'll confirm also for the record that when you say you're closing at 9 and you're closing at 10, that means, as stated by Alder Eskridge, everything will be um, taken down at those times, not that you will stop serving at those hours. Correct. 
Yeah, we we would hope in the future that would be relaxed. But to, to start with, we want to make sure that the neighborhood is comfortable. Thank you. Any further questions of the applicant, uh, Mr. Espino? No questions. I was going to move to approve. Okay. Motion to approve and second. And well, uh, sorry, with the conditions. Okay. That were in the letter from the elder. Uh, we probably should read those into the record. The outdoor hours will be closed at 9, Sunday to Thursday, and 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday. That the outdoor space will be will not be permitted entertainment. The outdoor hours will stop seating and serving at 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Stop seating. It's just that they will not just stop sitting and serving. They will Sorry. actually be closed. But they will actually be closed. So they will, yes. Okay. So we have a motion with those conditions, and we have a second. Right. Okay. All the readers see that. I just want to speak to it quickly. Um, I, I want to certainly thank Arthur Eskridge for writing the most comprehensive memos that this committee gets from any alder. Uh, so it's, it's um, really very, very helpful. Um, and um, thank her for having had the neighborhood meeting. Um, that, that was very productive. I do want to just point to, to this body that the discussions around Monroe Street, the number of, of license establishment, the um, amount of noise that, uh, that percolates into the um, residential neighborhood continue to be a, a active um, conversation on the near west side um, and I know we oftentimes focus on what's going to happen downtown but again that's a, um, another area that we should continue to really think of and, and pay close attention to um, the, the balance that we need to have between having certainly a very um, robust um, number of um, businesses and establishment to activate Monroe Street, but also what the, the other side of it is, the, the balance with noise and, and other um, parking and other issues in the neighborhood. So I have, you know, I will support this um, applicant. I just wanted to raise that that continues to be a, an important and um, challenging conversation as we move forward. Thank you. Any further discussion? Questions of the applicant? Hearing none. All those in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Motion passes. Uh, that then takes us back to item 68 uh, separated entertainment renewal for Kabul restaurant. And do we have anyone registered? Registrants. Uh, Assistant City Attorney Zillaby. I found out after the separation meeting that this should never have been a subject of the separation meeting because while he was granted an entertainment license, he never paid for it and never picked it up. So there was no renewal 
of that license so the committee can just place that on file. Motion to place on file. And we have a second. Discussion? Hearing none. All those in favor say aye. Opposed? Okay. It is on file. Um, takes us to item 69, separated entertainment renewal for um, Lucky's of Madison. Doing business as Lucky's Bar. And do we have any one registered to speak? This one can also be placed on file. He agreed to surrender the license. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Opposed? Okay. Uh, takes us forward to item 72. We do have um, Mr. Salutra, uh, who is uh, registered uh, in support, available to answer questions. All the persons elevated that you have. I'm sorry, not all the persons. Assistant City Attorney. Any questions of the applicant by any member of the committee? Mr. Ospina and then Alderperson Verrier. I just wanted to see if the applicant uh, is okay with the conditions from the Neighborhood Association. Yeah, so I got a letter. We got a letter from the Neighborhood Association saying that they support the business, but that they would like to make sure that. Uh, you maintain a limit of 25% of alcohol revenue and also that uh, the patio uh, closing time is no later than 10 p.m. No smoking, no amplified music, no exterior light that illuminates a neighbor property. And that you said that to them that you were okay with that? Yeah, we accepted the conditions. All right, thank you. Alderperson Revere. Thank you. Hi. Hi. And I know uh, you and your partner have been here several times, so I know it's right. been a lengthy process for you since you came to our community. Can you refresh my, my mind on, on uh, your current patio situation? Sure. What do you have today? We currently don't have a patio. Um, we got approved uh, for, I think, uh, eight seats outside by the um, neighborhood. Um, but we're still currently, I think, maybe uh, trying to get on the next uh, meeting to get that approved for the city, though. So we currently don't have any seating there um, yet. Okay, so uh, refresh my memory. So in the front of the building, it actually would be on your landlord's property. You won't be at what we call a sidewalk cafe out by the street. Right. right. Yeah, Maybe. there's uh, actually indention in the building. That's not city property. It's not part of our property. So um, there'll just be two, I think, uh, four to six top tables that'll be there uh, for, for people to paint uh, during the day. 
And I think one of the uh, conditions was for us to be uh, that would be closed by 10 p.m. Uh, at night. So, and we were good with that. And so, had we approved that in the past? I want to say that uh, we, we did have. meet for that before too, I, and I, I can't say 100% sure for sure because my wife your partner. Had, oh, it's your wife. My sorry. wife, yeah, your she wife wasn't is able the one to make it. Usually here, exactly. With us. Yep. So I, I do want to say that we applied and were possibly approved before for that, um, uh, but that is kind of part of the alcohol license too. Our initial application was uh, to be able to be allowed to have uh, drinks out there on that uh, front patio, too. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so when I saw your application, I just I thought the only change was you finally are the neighborhood is blessing a full liquor license, which they had been opposed to in the past. Right. But. I guess we aren't 100% sure if you would approve. We had approved yeah, the if patio we can go back and look at that, I mean, I. But I, you I, are looking for approval tonight of the patio, whether we had done in the past. If we could, yes. But you haven't yet been to the plan commission for a different committee meeting to, for a conditional use permit for said patio, as far as you know? I want to say that um, they disallowed the back patio that we had applied for, but approved the front the front seating, and then the. the, the um, neighborhood also approved that from what I for what I remember but I wasn't actually at that meeting my wife was there so so you well earlier though you testified that you are trying to get a, on another agenda if, if it wasn't if it wasn't approved we don't we currently don't have any seating out there right now because uh -huh. uh, I was not, we were never 100% sure if it was approved by the city I know it was approved by the by the neighborhood um, but that that meeting was probably almost a year ago um, that I remember, I, I believe we were both on for alcohol and possibly uh, the seating as well, but I'm not 100% sure about the seating. Okay. All right, very good. So you may or may not have a conditional use permit, but you know that you need to have one before you can right. use that space outdoors. Exactly. Okay. There are a couple of things in the Market Neighborhood Association letter that that we typically don't add as conditions here so I just wanted to perhaps have you comment on the record I don't recall in the years I've been here that we've ever put a limit on percentage of alcohol per se on any license condition but you you are you've committed that that over 20 no more than 25 percent of your revenue will come from alcohol sources right. yeah we um uh, we're currently doing over 50% in our uh, painting sales, and we're doing about 25% in food and 25% alcohol, and we don't uh, anticipate that, that changing. Um, in fact, we hope our food will go up a little bit more. We want to increase the food over the next year or so. Okay. And I think you you already um, reviewed the other conditions. Some we typically don't add, but you know what they are, and you were okay with all of them. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Any further question of the applicant? Okay, why don't you have a seat? Discussion of the committee on the license? Mr. Donnelly. Um, did we receive a point of sale report with the license renewal application? That, that was condition number five when we granted the license in the first place. Hmm. Um, I guess a question for the applicant. Yeah, I 
believe we sent it in. It sounds like you guys didn't receive it for breaking down the sales. So, yeah, I mean, I can get that to you tomorrow if you need it. Okay. Um, but yeah, if I, you can just send that into the clerk, yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely. Thank you. Sure. Further discussion, Mr. Donnelly. So I think the confusion about the patio. So we uh, originally granted the liquor license in uh, November of 2014 and also an entertainment license in mid-2015. We considered a change of license premise that would have added patio space in the front and back. Uh, during the discussion, the back patio was taken off, uh, but the front patio was left. But the, uh, the result of that discussion was to place on file without prejudice. So I think what we're at now is the, the subsequent trip back now that the neighbors are uh, a lot more comfortable. So I don't think there was ever a patio before. Further discussion? What is the committee's pleasure? Alder Rivera? Okay. I'll move to grant. So this would be a, a full Class B combination license, including uh, seating for eight uh, in front of the establishment on private property with the condition that the uh, exterior space um, not be utilized any later than 10 p.m. daily. Uh, further that there be no exterior amplified music. And uh, lastly, any that the uh, establishment abide by any conditions set by the conditional use permit, which apparently might come later. If there's a second, I'll just explain, especially if anyone from M&A is watching us, I want to appreciate the Neighborhood Association weighing in, with the, particularly with their written correspondence, which is very helpful, uh, and just state what I kind of um, already articulated in questions of the applicant, that is that I don't know that we have any past precedents of actually setting specific percentages of revenue as conditions so I'm kind of shy about starting that precedence tonight and then uh, as a reminder we previously have received legal advice from the city attorney's office that state statute prohibits us from conditions related to um, smoking outside um, so we aren't permitted to have any conditions related to smoking on the patio obviously the applicant can have their own rules about that on their property and then um, so more bottom line is it's for my in my estimation all of the suggestions um, by the neighborhood association are appropriately addressed at the plan commission when a conditional use permit hearing is held and so there might be more specific conditions then set thank you Okay, we have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Uh, Mr. Espina, did you? No. Okay. All right. Uh, hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, motion passes.
That takes us to item 72. Oh, 73, I'm sorry. Uh, we have two speakers. Um, one opposed and one in support. Um, take them in the order that they came in. Uh, Beverly Bednar, um, wishing to speak, and uh, is opposed. Um, I don't understand how um, you could give a blanket license to this place. It's a tiny, small building on the corner of Cantwell and Williamson. It was coming in um, as a an over-the-counter place where they made food for their restaurant on Sherman Avenue. Now it's got tables and chairs and it's become a restaurant. This area has incubated two different places, successful places, Batch Bakery and that barbecue joint. However, the traffic on Cantwell, they don't, the people that want to pursue these, come into these businesses, drive the wrong way on Cantwell all the time. Um, there's litter, there's beer cans, broken bottles from Mickey's. There are so many um, places to obtain drinks. I don't understand why these people would want a liquor license. I can't believe it. I was, I was shocked. And let me see what else here. Um, I think, oh, okay, cars have even parked in the bus stop on Williamson, 1500 block, running in and out of these establishments. Uh, I'd like to see that the liquor license be denied, and I don't understand why they need it. It's such a tiny place. I think okay. I've said my piece. Well, don't go oh. away. Uh, okay. There may be some questions from the committee. Alderperson Revere. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am, for being with us. I appreciate that. Uh, I take it you must be a resident of the neighborhood. 30 years, I'm the president of Cantwell Court Condominiums, and that's the three buildings on one side of Cantwell. They have slowly started to become family places instead of single family. And I wish I had canvassed um, the condo owners about how they feel. I'm going to do it. And I also, where Four Lakes Bars used to be, that has become Commonwealth Development. Thirty years ago, Cantwell successfully stopped them from getting a license, the new owners. We just don't want all this liquor on our neighborhood. Right, we're a block away from Mickey's, across the street from Mickey's actually. And um, the school is a block away, Marquette and O'Keefe. So we're trying to keep this a neighborhood place and we don't, I don't know, I would have to stay up all night or at least till they're open to see how many cars are coming in the dark down Cantwell. I've complained to the police, I've complained to, um, so we've tried to even get that courtyard shut off from traffic completely, but the city will not comply. And, and then I, I'm not trying to change your, your mind about anything, by the way, so don't take this the wrong way. No. But, but you mentioned earlier, I think, a phrase something like 
complete liquor license or full liquor license. I just wanted to make sure you were aware that this application is not a full liquor license. It, w it would not include right, right, hard but liquor I, or spirits. It's, right, it's I beer understand and wine that. Only. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then also, just as a uh, point of information, I uh, <clears throat> ate a couple of times at that barbecue joint when they were in that former original location and actually dined inside. So, okay. so I, I thought... You, I don't know if you had said this um, or meant to say this, but I thought you had said earlier that it was carry-out only before. The, um, this and this place, few... Bonzo, right. this place wanted to start out, or they told me, this is hearsay, it wouldn't stand up in court, they told me they wanted to just have an over-the-counter food business, possibly. You know, this is verbal. This is uh -huh. nothing written in stone. The latest business, the liquor license applicant. Yeah, I must have misunderstood heard you, misunderstood you, misheard you. Oh, okay. I, I thought you had said that the previous tenants did not have any dine-in. Admittedly, this is extremely small space. No, they did. Small they did. Space, and yes. I was going to say yes. that I, I personally had dined in there right. previously. And Batch Bakery made a big success out of it, and they had to move because the place was too small right. for what they did. And obviously, so this is what I call that well. an incubator business. Anybody that's going to be in there, it's a good word for it. They're just going to move out. Yeah, it's a good description. The other thing I was just going to ask again, I'm not trying to change your mind, but no. maybe just for point information, is are you aware that the Marquette Neighborhood Association voted to support? This application? No, and I should really become a member, but I'm too busy. Um, I was not aware of that, and I don't know why they supported it. I was just speaking with your older person, Marsha Rummel, prior to oh. this meeting. We were in another meeting together, and she had stated that there was an unprecedented number of emails on the Marquette Neighborhood Association yeah. listserv about Bonzo and their application. She said the overwhelming number of neighbors that weighed in on the email listserv we're in support of their license. Okay, now my challenge to you is where do those people live? Are they all on Cantwell? And I don't know. We have fought, we've had to fight everything on Cantwell. The last thing I'll just say, and I, again, I really appreciate you being here, is you can probably tell not that many people typically join us right. in the neighborhood, so when someone comes, we sincerely appreciate it. The other thing I was going to just suggest is if, if you haven't tried recently with your older person, I will have a discussion with her about the traffic issues okay. that you're having okay. at Cantwell Court and, and on South Thornton Avenue, and because those sound very serious, and I would think that she would try to help you if she can. Okay. So I encourage you to try to reach out to her. So would it do any good to come to the next meeting and with any further people on my side or? <laughs> I'm sorry, which July 5th, it's going oh, to be. Oh, the city council meeting? That's right. obviously your choice. And you can wait and see what the discussion and vote is here. Sure. But okay. yes, everything we do here is a recommendation to the full city council. Okay. So, that meet, so this will be on the agenda Tuesday, July 5th in this room Okay. at 6.30 at night. Okay. Yeah. I've got the, the thing. Yeah, the you received a mailing, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, our other speaker, um, Mr. C C Collins. Did I, did I get it right? What's that? Did I get your last name? Collins, yeah. Okay. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you uh, 
what you're asking for. Sure. Uh, my wife and I uh, are the owners at, at Bonzo and um, uh, happen to be residents in the neighborhood. Uh, we in, intend to raise children in the neighborhood. We um, want to see it remain a safe and comfortable place. Um, we absolutely have noticed uh, traffic coming the wrong way on Cantwell and are equally concerned. Um, in fact, I, I think that possibly our delivery drivers might be the, the most in harm's way there because they're the ones coming most often out of that street. So um, we would be in full support of, of finding a solution to that problem. However, I don't know if that relates to our um, application today. Uh, we um, are a small sandwich shop. Uh, we don't intend to be a bar. Uh, if anybody's familiar with our restaurant on Sherman Avenue, uh, we're intending to have a basically identical menu of a small, tasteful selection of craft beers and wines and sangria. Um, we uh, anticipate that at most to be uh, 5% of our sales. Um, however, that may not sound like a lot, um, but, but it... Um, the profit margin of restaurants these days um, could mean somebody deciding to go somewhere else where they can get a beer or a glass of wine with their dinner um, as opposed to coming coming here. So it would put us at a bit of a disadvantage to other similar restaurants in the neighborhood. Again, we're not trying to become a bar. Uh, let's see here. I think that's really all I've got. As in regards to the uh, proximity to schools, yes, we are uh, close to uh, a few schools. We are not, however, open for business during school hours. Um, the, the earliest we open during the week is 4 p.m. Uh, we do open at noon on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, I guess that's really all I've got. Uh, we did have... Um, Tremendous support last night at the Neighborhood uh, Association meeting, uh, which we were happy about. Um, but other than that, I'm here to answer any questions. And we do have a couple, Mr. Ospina and then Mr. Donahue. Hi. Hello. So is this place bigger or smaller than the one by uh, your regional location? Uh, Sherman, much smaller. Uh, much smaller. Uh, the initial reason we moved in there, again, was because it has such a fantastic kitchen, um, kind of like mentioned before, like an incubator space, um, allows us to um, prep the food for our Sherman Avenue location, oh. which the kitchen there is, is tiny, uh, as well as maintain a, a base kitchen for our uh, food carts. Um, so that was our main reason for moving there, and we thought it would be a shame to let that beautiful like front you know window area on Willie Street go to waste. But the, the capacity in there, I think we have listed at 30. I really don't think we could even fit 30 in there. I think 20 is uh, what we've got seating for in there. So your other location in Sherman has a great parking lot. Like You have a lot of space in that uh -huh. one. In Willie, there is not a lot of space Correct. for parking. No. Do you have any ideas on how to do... What would you do? That's we um, and again, we 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 initially opened and and still do the majority of our business as takeout and delivery. Um, however, you know, being about six months in, we have to adjust to what we think people people want. If people ask for you know a glass of beer or wine with their meal, and then they move on. But um, as far as the parking, we have a driveway that can fit about two cars. Not very realistic for, for customers. Um, Cantwell Court is um, 
you know, got a lot of residents there that, that utilize the street for parking. Uh, next door at um, Bruin Grow, they've been gracious to allow some of our staff to, to park there when they're not open, uh, which has been nice. I don't know that I could start recommending customers to park there. Um, again, with, with the bus stop, with the turning the wrong way on the Cantwell, we see it. Uh, anybody that we see coming in as a customer, let them know that we would appreciate them not doing that again. Um, however, we're not the traffic police. We're not. I mean, there's not much we can do otherwise. Um, um, so, on our property and with what you know, and we don't even own the property, but there's there's really no space for us to add any parking, unfortunately. Thank you. Sure. Other questions for the applicant? Okay, why don't you have a seat? Thank you. Uh, if we have any additional questions, we'll have you sure. come up and talk. Discussion? Mr. Espino. I think that I will support this application, but I do have a concern on the parking because that space is, is tiny and Willie Street it's already full of people and um, I don't know where the solution for that is it's definitely not here but I think that the applicant has a sound business plan and, and seem to be doing well so I will support it further questions or I'm sorry further discussion Motion and a second to grant the uh, license. No further questions of the applicant or discussion among the members? Let's vote. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Motion passes. Um, item 75. Uh, we have... One registered uh, to support uh, Dean, I believe it's Carr. Available, uh, available to answer questions. Um, Mr. Carr, are you the applicant? I'm not the applicant, but I'm here to ask questions. Uh, in, well, I, excuse me, uh, in, in what capacity? Are you a registered agent? Uh, or no, owner? I'm not. Uh, I'm the manager for the for the uh, owners, so I'm not the agent. The, uh, the, you, do you mean the alcohol agent? Well, I was just wondering what your, your relationship was to the establishment. Uh, I'm their accountant, and uh, I'm, I moved here to Wisconsin to help them uh, start these businesses. They're in Champaign, Illinois. That's where I was living before I came. Okay. And so I've been up here to help them. Uh, this is their second restaurant, and uh, I'm here to help them. They're from Korea, and my English is better than theirs. <laughs> so that's why I'm here. But, but you don't have any, any ownership or, or agent control? And no. Uh, they rely on me. I've known them for many years, and I've helped them with their business in Champaign. And uh, they asked me to come up here. I'm sort of retired, and I said I would. And I've helped them through the okay. paperwork uh, process. 
and uh, I pretty much know their situation, so okay. I could answer questions. That's fine. I think we have a couple of questions here, and, or at least comments. Um, and we may want to ask the assistant city attorney. Typically, people who represent uh, an applicant have some uh, relationship to that. So um, let's just set that aside for a minute. And Mr. Donnelly and then uh, Alder Revere. Yeah, we can ask some questions and have a discussion, but uh, I can tell you I will not be able to support this if we can't talk to the actual uh, agent and applicant. So uh, does, does the applicant live in the state of Wisconsin? No. They're in uh, Champaign, Illinois. Okay. Uh, or actually, wait, so this Matthew Reich? That's he lives here. He is the liquor agent. He's also the head cook at Fitzgerald's Restaurant, uh, which is owned by the owners, who are the applicants here. And um, he, we had a large party there tonight, and so he was unable to come. But the, the uh, handout that I received said that if he can't come, then someone can come in his stead. And that was me, so uh, that's why I'm here. Um, it, what is Mr. Reich's involvement in this new business? Is he will help supervise the uh, kitchen in the new business. So he will spend some of his time in uh, Middleton at the Fitzgerald's restaurant, and some of his time will be spent at the Blair Street. And I should add that they're also going to open a third restaurant restaurant here as well and so uh, the plan is for him to help uh, these businesses develop and to grow as, as is my role also okay when, when you say he's going to be in the kitchen is he strictly back of house or is he he's back of house yes okay thank you Alder Revere, and then Assistant City Attorney Silva. Thank you. Hello, sir. I just want to make sure I have your name correct. Are you Dean? Yes, Carr? I am. C-A-R-R. Yes. And you reside in Middleton now? You moved from okay. Illinois? Yes, sir. Okay. So you are listed on question number 30 in the application as a manager. I am. So you will be not only the accountant, but an actual manager dealing with... Uh, initially, yes. Uh, initially, I I came here just to help the transition of the new ownership of Fitzgerald Restaurant. Uh, that was going to be my role, and the reason for that is Fitzgerald's is a steak and seafood supper club. They are now adding a Korean kitchen in in the Fitzgerald Restaurant, and I was going to help transition the uh, the kitchen and the service at Fitzgerald's restaurant. The cook is from Korea. She was raised in China though and uh, she speaks no English. Uh, she speaks only Korean and Chinese. I speak Chinese and I lived in Asia many years. I've known the uh, owners many years and uh, they trust me I guess because we've had a good friendship. And so they've asked me to come up here and help them, which I've done. And what I'm trying to do is help them uh, with the communication and 
it's happened that I've taken on more of the managerial role, more than I want to, but here I am <laughs> doing this. <laughs> this <laughs> I started today at 5 a.m. at that 605 East Washington place. Then I went back to Fitzgerald's, and now I'm back here. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not some, something that I'm afraid of doing or do not wish to do. I'm certainly wanting to help this family. They're a very good family. And um, my reading of the material that was given to me from the city clerk was that at this hearing, if the principals couldn't make it, that I could come, that someone could come. And that was me. And Mr. Reich would have come, but as I said, at Fitzgerald's tonight, we have a very large party, which I should be at, but I'm not. <laughs> and uh, he's there cooking. Okay. How long have, how long have, I'm sorry, is it the Chang family? Yes. Chang, is it Mr. and Mrs. Chang? Yes. Okay, thank you. How long have Mr. and Mrs. Chang owned Fitzgerald's in the city of Middleton? October 27th was the closing. Of last year? Yes. And you're saying they're converting it to a... No, it'll still, it'll still be a supper club, steak okay. and seafood. But in that restaurant, there are two kitchens. And the other kitchen has been dormant. It's been used for storage. And uh, so they ha have uh, put in a new hood, uh, new the, the walks and the equipment are coming tomorrow morning. And they'll be installed. And... Uh, the cook is first rate, and uh, they're going to offer an additional menu to the Fitzgerald's customers. We've notified many of those customers, and they're very anxious to see that new menu. So I think it would be successful. Do you, I'm, I'm curious, do you know why um, Mr. and Mrs. Chang are interested in a barbecue restaurant? He's always this location. Been, it's, yeah. When I read the history of what they have in Illinois, it, it sounds like it's Asian it cuisine is. and karaoke. Yes, and it's probably the most successful restaurant in the Champaign area. It's massively successful. What's the name of that? It's called Star Karaoke. Star, okay. He's opening a second restaurant in Champaign called... Uh, Actually, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's a barbecue place because the number one request has been for Korean barbecue from all of its customers. And there are more Asians here in Madison there, than there are in Champaign. And there are thousands in Champaign. And we think that, or at least his thinking is, that adding Korean and Asian will, will draw in a segment of the market that he's not currently getting and so he's he's it's strictly a business decision okay and then related to the ownership so the ownership of this LLC would just be the Chang family yes so the landlord mr. Fisher's relationship is only a landlord tenant Correct. relationship he's not part owner no in the past he's been part owner or the sole owner of other restaurants at this location but yes he, he will only be involved in serving as landlord only right okay. he's been very helpful to me and to the Changs. 
He's uh, taken us to uh, see different places. He's introduced us to different people that will help us in this process. Uh, we have tried to comply completely with the requirements here. Uh, we're new to this area, but we wish to be good neighbors here. We've enjoyed the wonderful welcome that we've received here. And uh, we want to be fully compliant with the rules and regulations here. We have no desire to sidestep or do anything wrong. And um, Mr. Fisher has helped a great deal in that and in guiding us as to how we should approach this. And we're not going to serve uh, a full uh, liquor. Uh, we're only asking for beer and wine. Going back to the, the proposed alcohol license agent, Matthew Reich, mm -hmm. if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes. Did you file an amended application since the original application states that Vernon Jesse would be the liquor license agent? I didn't. I, I don't know. He was, I believe, Mr. Jesse was the attorney that helped uh, the chains uh, purchase the restaurant. He did all of the legal work. Uh, I, he may have been involved in the Fitzgerald liquor uh, application, but he wasn't involved in the uh, 605 East Washington application. And I, I don't think he's even been consulted with the 605 application. So he's an attorney in Madison. Yes. Question 16 on our application is name of liquor license agent. And it says Vernon Jesse. Uh, he may be the liquor license agent in the Middleton uh, in Middleton and Fitzgerald's restaurant, but he certainly uh, it would be Matthew Reich who would be the agent for 605 East Washington. Because Matthew will have more of a direct role than I at that location, he'll be uh, he'll be there. Um. Does the clerk have the last page of the application? Is Mr. Reich's name on the last page that you don't share with the committee members because of confidentiality concerns? I'm trying to figure out where Mr. Reich's name came from. So am I missing how his name ended up on our agenda, but I don't see it in the application. Did, did we not file a... Uh... Work, I don't have I'm sorry. I'd have to look at the paper, the actual... Do you um, have a hard copy of the application with you? I don't. You do not. I just have what you have. Sorry, sir, what were you going to uh, offer? Did we not file the... Isn't there an application form for the... Uh, Appointment of an agent? agent, correct. We don't receive those from the clerk's office. Oh, okay. Well, I believe Mr. Reich's name is on that. That must be where the clerk's office had it, and that's why it's not listed on our agenda that way. Okay. Yeah, I just looked it up. Um, the actual paper application for the liquor license says Vernon Jesse, but the um, new liquor beer agent paperwork that came in has Matthew Reich's name on it. 
Okay, thank you. And then a couple of other questions, sir. The, the first one is related to the outdoor seating. We have a bit of a history here at the committee with the outdoor seating. Has Mr. Fisher made you aware of that? Yes, and we do not plan to have outdoor seating, but he uh, helped uh, fill it, filling this out. We, uh, the day we completed the application, we were at the clerk's office, and he and the clerk and myself filled out the application. And uh, he said, you need outdoor seating. He said, if, uh, this is what Mr. Fisher told me, he said, you don't have to have it, but if you want it, you should apply now for it. This way, it's much easier to have it than not have it and then have to apply later on if you want it. That was his thinking. So just to... But share we don't with, plan share to with do you, that. Okay, just to share with you, as you might have gleaned from our other applications that we already discussed tonight here, it's a two-step process. If you have outdoor eating or drinking on private property, it requires a conditional use permit mm. from the City Plan Commission. Okay. And Mr. Fisher, through I don't know the reason why, but because of some apparent other zoning issues on his premises there, has not been successful in securing a conditional use permit for outdoor seating. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted you to be aware as the manager yeah. that you cannot have any outdoor eating or drinking on that patio space That's fine. Uh, without the approval of another body, the plan commission. Okay, I wasn't okay. aware of that, but and that's so, a real tight parking spot, and we we wouldn't even know where to put the tables if we did want it. Warren, there's a couple of permanent tables out there, aren't there? I thought there were. Uh, I don't recall. I think there anything. are. Well, maybe Mr. Fisher removed them. Yeah, but in any event, I would be more comfortable if we delete from the application that's fine. That, that, that that be part of the license premises, anything outdoors, because sure. I know there have been issues with city zoning about that. The other thing I just wanted to confirm a couple of other things with you quickly. Uh, your um, employer, if that's the right say, employer, your employer has no plans for entertainment at this restaurant at all, right? None whatsoever. And they plan to close every night at 9 p.m.? Nine, uh, yes. Originally, I was told by the owners it would be nine. Last night I was at a neighborhood meeting, the Wilmar neighborhood, and I mentioned to them uh, in my introduction that we may stay open till 10. And they pointed out, no, your application says 9 o'clock. So I haven't uh, any objection to closing at, at 9. But the owners, um, they're Asian and they stay up all night. They may want to stay till 10. I don't know. But uh, I suppose if we were to go later, we would come back for an hour later of time. My question to the uh, neighborhood committee was, I applied for a 9 o'clock. Uh, is, is that a big deal? In other words, that one extra hour, is that a big deal? And apparently it is. So I want to be compliant, and therefore, if we were to extend the hours, uh, which I cannot foresee that we would, but if we did, we would, I suppose, have to reapply or, or do something, wouldn't we? 
Yeah, we'd probably have to reapply, and so we would do that. Okay. Well, we don't know what we're doing tonight with yeah with this, but you'd only have to come back if it's a condition on your license or the hours of operation. Sure. You said last night you were in attendance at a meeting at the Wilmar Center. Was that the Marquette Neighborhood Association? Uh, yeah, I think so. The Preservation and Development Committee? It's uh, over on um, Jennifer, Jennifer Street. Was yeah. that the so-called P&D Committee? Oh, I was, don't know what it's called. Do you know the name of the person that invited uh, you? Jesse? Yes, Jesse. Okay, Jesse. we didn't receive any correspondence, I don't believe, in the last... 24 hours from the neighborhood association. Can you the vote was give us your version of what zero. they did? I'm sorry, I, I was checking over you. Could you start again? Uh, I went to the meeting and uh, I made a presentation. Uh, I told them that uh, what I've told you tonight, that we wish to open that restaurant. Uh, we did not intend to serve uh, hard liquor, that we just wanted beer or wine and that we anticipated our sales of that to be very minimal, maybe no more than 10%. Uh, uh, we intended to serve food, mostly. Uh, we have two very good chefs coming there, and uh, then we also have Matt. So between the three of them, we thought we would be able to attract many customers, and we intended to uh, distribute flyers and advertisements throughout the neighborhood to all the businesses and so on. Uh, they asked a few questions like, uh, uh, when would we open, what would be our menu, and things like that. And then uh, they took a vote, and the vote was 15 to, uh, to zero, with one person not voting. Um, that's basically what happened. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. My last question relates to the capacity. I believe that this is Mr. Fisher's handwriting on your application. It says the estimated capacity is 99, and then it says 35 out, I guess, outside. On the, the clerk's office notes on our agenda that the proposed capacity is 134. I know. <laughs> There's you, no way. Can you help? Understand? I don't, have you been using Mr. Fisher's architect, James McFadden? Has he? Have you been? What have you been informed? The legal capacity is. I believe the legal capacity is probably no more than 50. Um, I, I I can't imagine more than 30 or 40 people fitting in that restaurant. Um, yeah. He he put the 99. He said again. Uh, it's better to be over than under, because if you're under, then it's harder to get permission for more people. And I guess that was his thinking there. Okay. I think he was just trying to be helpful to us. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll yield. There probably are other questions for you, sir. I appreciate all your responses. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Older person, Hillary. No, not older. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep promoting you. Um, I I would recommend referring this to the July meeting um, and at least have somebody who has a legal stake in the business here, be it the agent. Um, I would think you would also want to have the owners here to get a better idea of what's 
going to happen at the location. Um, I'm just hearing too many, I think, I guess, um, and it is a liquor license, and um, I would think you would want at least those parties before you, before you would grant the license. Mr. Fletcher. I don't know if the, uh, the, the committee has kind of further questions or comments, but if not, I'd, I'd move referral to the July meeting. Second. Okay, we have a motion and a second to refer this to the July meeting. Uh, any further discussion? All right, hearing none, all those in favor say, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Spina. I am very confused about this application. I, I really don't know what this gentleman position in this business is. Uh, it says manager, but it says I'm helping. Uh, <laughs> so I'm very confused about this application. And, and I really want to see people who are, are actually the business people that, that will be responsible for it, like the attorney saying. So well, I am responsible. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. There's no... At this moment, we're not asking you questions or anything. I was just yeah. talking to the other members. Oh, sorry. The, I'm sorry. Thank you. Alderperson Revere. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I do have another question or two for you, Mr. Carr, uh, and that is... In your application, you state that you anticipated opening, believe it or not, tonight. It says June 15th. What, what is the, out of curious, I probably will be getting a call from my friend, Mr. Fisher, angry if we refer this, which we probably will. So I just want to understand, uh, by us delaying the granting of a beer and wine license one month, how, how would that affect the business? When, when do you think was a realistic opening date? Well, we were initially hoping June 1st, to be honest, and we thought we could open without beer or alcohol because we're primarily serving food. Right. Um, realistically, with the beer and alcohol, it could be another month, don't you think? Uh, I don't know the process, but I can imagine it would be another month at least uh, to if we're granted the beer and, and alcohol. Uh, but we wish to open as soon as possible simply because we've applied for the uh, concert on the square uh, and we've paid money to, to have a booth. And that starts the 29th of June. Mm -hmm. We also have the cooks moving here the 20th of June. So we were hoping that we could open as soon as possible uh, so that we could serve food. Um, okay, so it, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you're saying that you very likely will open without your beer and wine license? Absolutely. Especially since you need to be open for concerts on the square at the end of the month? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. So, so you haven't had your, for example, health inspection yet, but... I did you, you, uh, you, yesterday. Oh, you have already been approved by the sanitarian? No. Oh. Uh, we need a uh, dishwasher. So that's going to be installed Monday, and then she said she'd come back and re-inspect. Uh, we did not have, she gave us the choice of, it's a very tiny kitchen, and it did not have an employee hand sink, 
There was a sink there, but she said that could not be used for an employee hand sink. And so she said either install a dishwasher, a small one, or a hand sink. So we found a spot for the dishwasher, and it will be installed Monday. Then uh, I will call her and ask her to come back and re-inspect us. Uh, we've also had a fire inspection, and that was passed. We passed that. My last question is, I believe you said that the Changs might have um, limited English proficiency. Or did, so it sounds like the committee will very much is interested in, in referring this to our meeting a month from now, the third Wednesday in July. We, we, we often would then want to have an interpreter here that the city arranges. What is it Korean that we should have, have a Korean interpreter? Yes. Okay. Mr. Chang has been in the United States 25 years, but he mostly speaks Korean. And uh, he can speak English and he can understand English, but he is difficult to understand. When he speaks to you, he, it's difficult to understand him. Well, we want to make sure that he understands us and we understand him. Sure. My last piece of advice would be to have um, the proposed agent, Matthew Reich, attend the meeting next month as well. Sure, I, I can do that. Okay. Um, so I, I wish you the best of luck, and, and obviously we can't, you can open without the beer and wine license, and we'll see you, Sure. Or you, your colleagues back in a month for the beer and wine license. Okay. Uh, may I say one more thing, please? Uh, or is that Quickly. permissible? Um, I, can, I have the printed material that was given to me by the city clerk's office, and nowhere does it say that the owners or the alcohol agent has to be here. In fact, it says they may be excused from coming. I thought I was following the rules. And I, I, I apologize to you uh, because I meant no disrespect to this group here. Uh, I thought I was following the rules by coming and speaking on their behalf. Uh, but I can show you in black and white that it says they are not necessarily needed at this meeting. And as I said, I mean, I meant no disrespect to any of you. I don't think anybody took it that way. Uh, there were a number of inconsistencies in the application, and uh, it's, it's something new. So, uh, you know, the, the, the committee from time to time will, will want to talk to the owners. And, the, and especially the liquor uh, agent. So uh, we, we we asked you as many questions as we could and appreciate your your, your responses. But um, uh, you could communicate to the owners that we'd like to have have them here, or at least one one of them, and uh, that we'd also have a Korean interpreter uh, here for them as well. That would be good. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Further. Discussion? Do you have a motion and a second? Okay. All right. Hearing no further discussion, we have a motion and a second to refer this to our next agenda. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Um, item 80, we've already done, and I think that's it. My tabulation, same as yours. Okay. 
So then uh, we're down to our administrative items. Um, are you speaking for Captain Glady, uh, Assistant City Attorney Zoli, <laughs> with regard to the uh, police department calls for service? He didn't tell me anything about that. Okay. So I am, I am not. <laughs> we, we will record it that, that way. Um, uh, Alderperson Verveer. Thank you. I, with the committee's indulgence, I'd like to move reconsideration of agenda item 72, the paint bar, Madison. And it was because I neglected to add to continue the conditions that are currently on their license. Second. We need to vote on reconsideration. Oh, Motion and a second. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. So, <laughs> you, thank you. You have to so I move, I move uh, that we grant the uh, Class B combination liquor uh, beer license for agenda item 72 with a continuation of all conditions that are currently on their license. Apparently there are five of them. I had intended to request those earlier and, and, and just realized that I neglected to do that. For those that don't or are interested, it's that the establishment will meet the definition of restaurant, food available at all times, no disc jockeys, establishment will close at midnight, and the establishment, as Mr. Donnelly referenced earlier, was to provide point of sale report with renewal applications. Second. Okay, motion. That was the, in addition to the condition we added tonight related to the patio closing. And thank you. And further discussion on the motion? Mr. Donnelly. So uh, there might be an issue with the first one, meeting the definition of a restaurant, because I think it isn't a restaurant anymore. I think that was the point of, uh, or part of the point of this application. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, so meeting the definition of a painting studio rather than meeting the definition of a restaurant. Okay. So we correct restaurant to painting studio, and then we have it. Okay. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Um, any comments on the summary of licenses issued? We have none. So that takes us to the end of the agenda. We have a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Okay. All those in favor say aye. Aye. We are adjourned. Thank you very much.